Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 22, Decision-Making and Uncertainty in the New Paradigm. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Changeable. One of my favorite topics to look at from within the new paradigm, as opposed to in the old paradigm, is the one I'm going to talk about here today, decision-making. And I have air quotes going on as I say making, but basically how we, um, I'll just say it that way because that's the way humans talk, how we make decisions, how we make choices. And this thing called uncertainty, which is so funny. Uncertainty is so funny. It's like the thing we fear the most, except when it's the thing that we are dying for. (laughs) So like in our lives, you know, we should know something is how it looks in our mind, or we need to make a decision, or we need some clarity, or this is not okay. I can't relax until I I know what's going to happen. That's torture for humans. Torture. And at the same time, oh my gosh, this is, this is the most suspenseful book ever. I, can't, I have no idea what's going to happen. Who did it? My family's really into playing Clue lately. Oh my gosh, who did it? In what room? With what weapon? <laughs> you know, like uncertainty can be the most exciting thing in the world. Do you know how boring life is when, when it's certain? And I mean, it's never certain, but when we think it's certain, when we think we know what's going to happen day in and day out, or when you watch a movie or read a book or play a game and you already know exactly what's going to happen, boring, right? We all know that. So we go out of our way to seek uncertainty, but not when it's about you, not when it's in your life or in your head. So it's just really, um, really hilarious. But one of the reasons why I love, I mean, the reason, I guess, why I love looking at decision-making and choices from this new paradigm and comparing that with looking at it from the old paradigm is that it's so ironic and counterintuitive. It's the same reason I love talking about change from this new paradigm as opposed to the old paradigm, because remember, I'll just recap the the first few episodes of this entire podcast is, you know, kind of setting up how change wants to happen. It's the most ironic, backward, funny thing in the world that everybody's out there saying, I don't know if change is possible. You know, I change, I don't, I don't change very easily or change doesn't seem to happen for me or Um, you know, I might never change. I'm just that kind of person or I can't change other people. You know, we were sitting around doubting it and questioning it while change is constantly happening, constantly. It's what wants to happen. It's what's natural. We grow up and not just when we're little kids, but we're constantly in flux, growing, evolving, moving in a direction. Life is moving through us. Change is impossible to stop. And yet we have the experience of where is it? Where's my change? Simply because we have this innocent misunderstanding, right? Like we were caught up in a misunderstanding of who we really are and how our experience works. So it looks like change isn't ever happening, but really what's going on is that we're just 
think in that. <laughs> like we're we're caught up in our habitual thinking and feelings and we're looking at our behaviors and we're deciding how change should look and we're not seeing evidence that makes us happy. We're not seeing what we want to see. So we're concluding that change isn't happening, but we're just looking from innocently confused eyes in the wrong direction. That's all. And so that's one piece about change in this new paradigm that makes it so counterintuitive as it's like we think change is hard. And it's the easiest, most natural thing in the world. We couldn't stop it if we tried. When we see clearly, when we see clearly, we see that. When we don't, we don't. <laughs> when we're trying to manipulate and force it, we don't. And that's the other piece of it that's really ironic, right? It's like everything in the old paradigm is about making change happen. Well, what do I do? How do I change my thoughts so that I can get what I want? How do I make myself do more of what I think I should do and do less of what I think I shouldn't do. It's all very manipulative, you know, in the most well-meaning way. How do I fix myself? How do I end my anxiety? How do I cure my depression? How do I treat my addiction? It's very personal and an uphill battle. And we're trying to fix and manipulate all kinds of things. And what's so ironic about it is, again, the more we push and try and do in that vein, in that vein of fixing something that actually isn't broken, the harder change feels and the slower it sometimes is, you know, the more we're innocently interfering. So if change is like a river just flowing freely and it has a nice current and there's nothing in the way, our efforts toward change are like us jumping in that river, bringing a bunch of buckets and tools and all kinds of things to try to get the river to move faster. Like we're just going to get in the way. <laughs> you know, we just are. We're interfering innocently from our misunderstanding. So it's really cool and fun to help people see that, you know, to kind of say, hey, what if it's actually the opposite of what you think? I love that. So that's why I'm excited to talk about decision making and choices and even uncertainty in this episode, because it's a really similar kind of conversation. So as far as decision making and choices and, and all of that, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm guessing you're like the rest of us who kind of grew up and heard and thought and it looked like we're responsible for making lots of choices and decisions in life. And those choices and decisions are really, really important. So make good ones, you get to be happy. Make poor ones, you get to suffer. And you are in fact the one making them. Now, of course, we all feel like victims at times and feel like we have no choice and no power of decision. And that's a really horrible feeling. But, you know, we're all lucky enough to have some bit of, you know, freedom to make a choice or a decision. And it's always been a heavy thing. For me, anyway, it was. Like, I remember my mom telling me in high school, you are your choices. You are the choices you make, which I think she was just probably trying to get me to, you know, hang out with nice kids and not smoke or something. But it was so big and heavy. You are, you are the choices you make in life. You know, it was like this big life lesson, this statement about life. And that's common. That's just how it looks. And from the old paradigm, that's all reinforced, right? So again, the old paradigm is really just looking at the psychological level. And it really makes sense to put a lot on choices and decisions and our role in those things um, when we're just looking at our psychology because we have thoughts and feelings and we do things and they come up within us and they're right in our faces and they are our reality while they're there. And everything we think and feel and do and see comes from, you know, from 
beyond that, behind that lens of our psychology. So it does look super, super, super important. It does look like a really, really big deal that we make the right choices and decisions. And it does look like we're the decision maker. So you are unsure, you know, which job to take, let's say. You think about it. You think about it a lot. You probably make some lists. You probably maybe maybe think about some features. Even if you don't go that far into the details in that way, you sit with it right? You're, it's bouncing around in your head. You're having feelings and thoughts and all of that is coming up and looking really real and important. And it looks to us like that due diligence, like something that happens in our own head around all of those facts and figures and circumstances and details eventually spits out a decision. You know, that's how it appears. We think about it. We worry about it. Probably we lose some sleep. We ask for a ton of advice from other people. We figure out how they think about it and all their thoughts and worries about it. And then at some point, a choice or decision gets spit out. Sometimes that's because time made it happen. You had a deadline and hey, pick one right now. And a lot of times it isn't. We we come to some degree of clarity, sometimes a lot of clarity, and there's our choice. There's our decision and we made it. But let's remember who we, who and what we really are. And I don't mean to just be nitpicky about words, but when we say that we made a decision, we're really equating ourselves with our thoughts and feelings, with our brain and our psychology and whatever came out of that, you know, the answer to that mental equation that we were kind of working in some way or another. And in the new paradigm, we know that that's actually not we, That's not who we are at all. We are this bigger, I mean, I don't know who we are. Don't take me literally, but I'm just saying words that occur to me. I'm just pointing in a direction. We are something more like consciousness, the space within which thoughts and feelings and preferences and behaviors and even choices and decisions show up. If choices and decisions are really just another thought, which I don't see how they can be anything else, they're another piece of psychology, right? They're another piece of our experience. If they're thoughts like everything else, then, you know, what does that mean? They arise within us. They aren't ours. They aren't about us or meaningful or objective in the way they appear in our heads. They're just kind of another piece of experience moving through, coming to life within us, something we feel, something we experience, and then something that changes form all the time that will not stick around it can't stick around. It's this revolving, moving experience like that snow globe we talked about in episode two that shake it up and eventually it settles down and it all changes form because it's it's the part of us that isn't stable, that's in flux all the time. So if that's what, if thoughts, you know, decisions and choices are thought, and if they're kind of coming up within us, arising within us, changing and going away, And if we're going to say, well, I'm not in charge of my thoughts. I don't know what, you know, I don't make, I sure don't make my thoughts show up. I don't order them up in any way. I get what I get. Like stuff shows up, right? If, If we look in that direction a little bit more, wouldn't that also be true of choices and decisions? That we get what we get in a sense. That at some point, some clarity, some thought that feels clear, that we like, that maybe stands out for whatever reason, you know, shows up, shows up within us. So please don't take this literally. I'm just going to kind of look at this kind of um, an illustration of how this might work. 
this feels interesting and resonates in some way with me. So see how it feels to you. What if we are, again, we are the health, the peace, the clarity, the knowing, the wisdom, very important to this conversation. That's just who and what we are by nature. And we have this mind that's constantly talking about stuff. That's cool too. It's narrating life. It's telling us how we feel and repeating things that we already know and, and you know, just kind of reminding us what we like and what we don't like and judging everything and labeling and categorizing everything. That's just what a mind does. That's the stuff that, you know, that's our psychology. It comes and goes. We don't need to take it all that seriously or personally. It's fine. It's not harmful, but it's in and of itself. But, you know, it's just there kind of chatting. And my favorite way of talking about it or thinking about it is that it's there kind of narrating life because it's very opinionated and it's telling you things you already know, but like a split second later so that it's, it doesn't look all that redundant. So it's like when you walk outside and you shiver and then you think, oh, it's cold out here. Well, you knew that because you shivered a second ago, but you know, your mind likes to just clarify it, (laughs) just make sure you know, you know, so it's, it's a little redundant in that way, but again, not in a way that most of us notice because we're, we're so used to that voice and that narration and, and those preferences and labels and judgments that we're pretty much blind to them much of the time. So we kind of forget that that's even happening. We think that's just us talking. This is just life. This is just how it is. And this is just me seeing it. But again, consider that we are actually this bigger space, this health and clarity and peace and kind of on a separate plane, if you want to just imagine it there. And we have this mind that's always talking. So it looks to me like something we might call wisdom, something we might call life, I don't know, call it whatever you want, moves us forward. We don't have to make, there's so many decisions that we can even see that we don't have to make. Things just show up like we find ourselves doing things, right? I always use the example of we find ourselves just walking to the bathroom when you have to go to the bathroom. You didn't have to decide that. And that's a simple one, but there are so many different kinds of decisions, even decisions we would say are more mental or rational or logical that are just made. We just do what makes sense. So there's a ton of life, I hope we can all agree, that we we can't be in charge of. Like we can't be pulling all those strings because we don't have the experience of pulling all those strings when we really look at it. And then there's another class of things that, again, it looks like we do make those choices and decisions when you're choosing which job or which house or which city or which partner or or what's for dinner or whatever. You might really go back and forth at times. But I want you to consider that what's happening is that we're in life and life is living us always, no exceptions. Life is moving us forward. And at the same time, we have this mind that's narrating things. And sometimes the narrator, sometimes that narrator gets a little chatty. Sometimes that narrator gets a little confused or a little impatient or wants a little more control than it feels like it has. And so it, you know, goes into high gear and it, it worries a little more about things and it talks more about details. So again, back to just the job example, because that's the easy example. You're choosing between this job and that job and your mind is over there talking about it talking about this is important and you got to get this right because this means a lot. You know, there are a lot of implications. You don't want to be in a job you don't like. And will you like this boss? You know, can you work well under that person? And what about this setting? And what about that commute? Now, what if, again, life is just living you? It's like a movie that isn't over yet. (laughs) It's never over. There are times in the movie when you have no clue. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's happening right now. 
But when you know it's a movie that you're watching, you pretty much just relax and say, okay, well, there's 45 minutes left. I'm sure something's going to resolve. And you just go along for the ride. Now, when it's our life, we don't, at least not so easily. Because again, it looks like it's on us. It looks like, no, this is important and you better take this into your little head. Forget wisdom. You better take this into your small, relatively small and limited little brain and figure this one out from there because you don't want to trust this to wisdom. That's There's no control there. So that's how it starts to look. And, I, and again, just kind of imagine this. What if clarity is always coming? Like we're always just moving towards something. But our mind either throws, you know, our mind's either kind of quiet and relaxed and lets us move through it and lets it show up, or our mind's really trying to take ownership and trying to pull all the strings and then we struggle. And then we, we think even harder because it looks like the solution to that suffering is to hurry up and make a decision so you can get out of your misery, right? So I was talking with a, two clients come to mind from one from today, one from yesterday. But one of them was telling me about a friend of hers who she talked with for a good year, maybe two years. Her friend was back and forth about whether she should get divorced, right? And my client talked with her friend just whenever it came up. They talked often about this, you know, should I and shouldn't I? And I don't know and all this. And eventually she did get divorced and she's happily remarried. And it's the kind of situation that my client says, you know, looking back, it's kind of like, of course that was going to happen. She's like, I almost wonder if at the time even we didn't both know that it was happening. But it was almost like her friend, you know, just was caught up in that back and forth. I like to kind of call it due diligence because sometimes it does look like the responsible thing to do. Well, let me think about it. Let me make sure we fool ourselves into that, you know, because it, it looks like our mind is the one pulling the shots and this is, this is important. So we better think about it a lot. So I just found that so interesting to hear her say that. She said, you know, in hindsight, I look back and think, of course she was headed for divorce. I wonder why we had a year or two, whatever it was, of conversation around it. (laughs) And, you know, I've had that experience. Maybe you have too, where maybe it's after the fact. Maybe sometimes it's even in the fact where you're sort of thinking, I think this is done. I think it's a done deal. I think I know what's going to happen. But my mind is not quite ready. I'm in that right now about something. I know deeply. Now, it's funny because as soon as you start to say it out loud, you question yourself or your mind questions questions you. But I'm making a pretty big, about to make a pretty big commitment, I think, um, around my business, a big investment, a big commitment to a person. And I know what I want to do. And I know what I'm going to do. But my mind's batting it around a little longer. And you know what? I think that's okay. Like, it doesn't bother me because I kind of know how this goes. So it's like, all right, at this point in the movie, yeah, my mind's still just tossing things around, but I'm not worried about it. I know that the clarity will show up when it shows up, you know, and I don't need to stop my mind and I don't need to do anything. It doesn't particularly feel like suffering. It just feels like what a mind does. And, you know, the answer will come when the answer comes. So that's one thing. Another thing I, I heard from a client yesterday now, this client, she, um, she is questioning a relationship herself. So she's, she's in that and she doesn't know. You know. She doesn't know. Should I leave? Should I go? I don't, I don't know right now. And again, it was sort of that thing where it's like, well, what are you going to do? If you don't know, you don't know. If we only see through the thinking that shows up within us and that thinking just comes and goes, how can we force anything? How can we even make 
the decision or make the choice when a choice or a decision is just another thought and we're not in charge of that. So it's so interesting talking with her and I feel for her because I know, you know, again, for her, the, the uncertainty feels a little like suffering. It's like, and she has all the reasons why it feels like suffering. Like, well, I should know and I, I should, you know, maybe if I make a quick decision, we'll, we'll, you know, avoid some of the pain. I don't want to lead him on. I don't want to hold myself back. I don't want to hold him back. You know, there's all these reasons that sound perfectly logical, perfectly kind, like really compassionate and kind. And I know they're coming from that place for her, but it's so fascinating to say, hey, you know what? What if you're just at that point in the movie where right now in this moment, you just don't know. And your mind can talk about whatever it needs to talk about. It can rehash whatever it needs to rehash. But that's not where that choice or decision is going to come from. Maybe you just hang out. You let your mind do what it needs to do. And at some point, you know. And that resonated with her. And it's, again, it's tough. I've been there. We've all been there where it's like, yeah, I know that's true. And my mind is still over here saying, yeah, but what are you going to (laughs) choose? You know, and that's okay. That's okay. Both are true. We can know the truth and feel the truth and something can resonate. And at the exact same time, our mind is saying, you know, hurry up, better pick one. What's it going to be? So just play with this, you know, just be curious about it. What if clarity is my nature? Life's moving through me. There's nothing I have to do. Now, sometimes it feels again, like we have a say in the matter and that's fine. That can be fun. But when it comes to choices and decisions being heavy and hard and meaningful and up to you, see if you can just kind of ask yourself, like, what if it actually isn't that way? What if these choices and decisions come up as fresh new thought? They do it completely on their own. I don't have to manage the process. And then, you know, my mind, because our minds are just really funny like this, then our mind says, oh, I made it. I made the best decision or, oh, I made a mistake. And then our mind will beat us up for years over a mistake. But again, what if we're not the decision or choice maker? The decisions and choices are just thought that shows up that our mind maybe then takes credit for. Consider that clarity and movement is just part of life. You're in a movie that's progressing. It's going somewhere and it's not up to you or even in your power to rush it forward or try to control the plot. We get to hang out and let it unfold. Consider that uncertainty, this dreaded uncertainty or this beloved uncertainty, depends where it is. It's really just a busy mind. Like when it's in our head and it feels horrible, all that is, is your mind bouncing around saying, what if? What if this? What if that? Should I? Should I not? That's all uncertainty is. And, you know, I don't like it either. I mean, it's not like you have to love it. But when you see it more for what it is, you see, oh, all this uncertainty is just my mind kind of running itself in circles, pretending like it's the decision maker, like it's all, like this is all very important. And you just see that it just starts to feel different. It really does. I'm not saying you're going to love it, but it starts to feel different. And that's super important because if uncertainty can not feel horrible, think about how different things might be. I mean, again, when uncertainty feels unbearable is when our mind starts saying, you have to get out of this suffering, ironically, that our mind is actually creating, but our mind creates the suffering of uncertainty. And then it says, must get out of this, must make a decision right now. And it's just a recipe for disaster in a lot of circular, you know, thinking that it's just unnecessary. So I think it's going to be so fascinating to just, what if this whole topic 
just take it into your life with you and just say, wow, what if it's all moving through me and I'm actually not at cause of all of this? I'm, it's not all on me. I think it's, um, I think, I think you'll like it. <laughs> I think life will be a lot more fun and, and a lot easier that way. Thank you for listening to Changeable. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. Please subscribe and leave a review so that others who need change can find their way here. If you want more on how change really happens, head over to dramyjohnson.com and grab the free PDF, Three Simple Ways to Break Free from Habits, Anxiety, and Addiction, even if you've already tried everything else.